It's time for use of all security. Thanks for joining me again. In this show, I will have a look at the recent feature to Apple's ecosystem, and in particular, the private relay. In addition, we will recap all the top trending security news. And this week, this includes poisoned USB drives are sent to businesses and rival ransomware gangs were allegedly arrested by Russian agents. It's all coming up next on Yusuf on Security. This is Yusuf on Security, episode 50, recorded Saturday, 15th of January, 2022. Apple Private Relay. It appears poisoned USB drives are sent to businesses. Now, a quite well-known cyber gang um, involved in high-profile um, attacks such as ransomware and extortion have resorted in the last few months to ship USB sticks to US corporations. Now, sending USB sticks or sprinkling USB sticks on the car park um, in the hope that someone would pick it up and stick it to a machine is not um, unknown. This is reported um, by the record, uh, which I will link to the show. And according to the FBI, they warned that this is carried out by the group well-known for their financial motivation, and this is FIN7. Um, now, FIN7 is a financially motivated threat group um, that has been active at least since 2013, and they primarily um, target the US retail, restaurants, hospitality sectors, and often they use a point-of-sale malware. And a portion of this group um, was run out of a front company um, that was called Combi Security. And apparently since 2020, they have moved on um, to a different tactic by going after big corporation, what is referred to big game hunting. Um, this includes, of course, um, ransomware and extortion of money, as I said, and using their own developed um, ransomware as a service, um, RAAS. This is what is referred to RAS. And they use dark side, of course, and they might be linked to another threat group referred to Carbonac group. Um, but there appears to be several groups using the name Carbonac and the malware and are therefore tracked separately. Um, if you want to know more, have a look at the um, meter attack framework and search the ID group, which is G0046. Or if you just type FIN7, F-I-N-7, um, in Google um, with G0046, you'll get tons of um, information that you can actually uh, read more about it. The technique they are using is referred to bad USB. So let me give you some background to that attack. Um, bad USB was a, quite a hot um, attack that was presented back in the summer of 2014. Um, and that was a delivered at a talk at Black Hat, um, during which it was detailed how USB controller chip, um, and these are the chips inside the USB that actually makes things work, um, 
are which are basically peripherals um, that can be reprogrammed so that it can serve a different purpose than what it was intended to do. The result is completely compromising the device in which it was attached. Um, and they will be hosting, of course, um, undetectable code, um, you know, which can then be used for a number of malicious purposes, which includes remote code execution, um, traffic redirection, um, but most importantly, um, remote control. And this is essentially why these USBs are sent, so that they can be... Yeah, they can basically connect the bad actor to to the machine, and this is what the you, uh, the FBI was warning. So a bad USB device um, is essentially a way for the attacker to come in virtually, basically, and take over your machine. And by sprinkling these USBs through the post and sending off to targeted organizations, they are hoping that someone will be just driven by curiosity and will connect those devices into into their machines and therefore it will be as if someone just walked into your office or to your machine or your home and you know sat at your desk and start typing that's essentially what the usb will be doing um, to your machine and it will then do automated keystroke um, run powershell command that can download and install malware onto the computer and and therefore authorizing all sorts of manners that the attacker is willing to do on the machine and the FBI, as I said, sent warnings um, that this essentially is in the loose um, and therefore businesses should be aware of it. The type of the USB, um, which can obviously change, is called um, the brand LilyGo, L-I-L-Y-G-O, which is the one that's been sent through the United States Postal Service and UBS um, to to go to, to, to those businesses. This come with packages um, that are containing letters which refer to COVID-19 guidelines or they pretend to be from a gift from Amazon. It's well decorated basically to entice the user really to uh, be driven by curiosity and therefore um, attach that USB into their machines. Um, So the organizers of of this criminal act um, are using techniques um, that are well known, of course, but not everyone is aware of it um, and not everyone will be on their guard. And most importantly, this is where um, curiosity really just trips people, um, isn't it? Um, And really the issue is... It's twofold. One is the control of access to peripherals, um, and secondly, is the awareness issue. So, how can you actually do something about it? Well, two really. So, you can absolutely have a mechanism for your device to be protected. So, that's that's essentially an EDR solution, um, which will be most effective. And secondly the security awareness program should really take care of the social engineering approach because ultimately this is a social engineering um, because these USBs are attached by the individual who are using the machine. So they are infecting their own machines. Um, And those will be really the two fronts, um, which I will certainly highlight um, to make sure um, that this is prevented. The other one is a bit more... Um, far-fetched. If the devices do not need USB drives to be available, um, 
then of course there are the EDR should be able to block USB usage. Um, although businesses um, are struggling even today to disallow USB usage for highly critical environment, absolutely you would be able to block USB, but of course allowing peripherals such as you know charging your phone or although the phone can be seen as a usb as well so you have to be very careful on that or you know the human interface um, peripherals such as keyboard and mouse those should work uh, but when it comes to a storage because that's what the operating system will see um, then you will be you will be blocking the other way businesses will normally approach on the USB management front is they would disallow anything that are written from the USB, but they will allow things to go onto the USB. And I've touched this a number of times in previous shows, um, but this is normally when people are um, intending to do some sort of a either preventing malicious activity or preventing data leakage so don't get confused if you want to basically block um, malware then you're going to disallow anything to be written from the usb onto the operating system but if you are blocking data to leave the machine it's the other way around Um, you would be blocking data to be written to the usb but sometimes you are allowing things to be written onto the operating system so sort of mutually exclusive but the thing is Ultimately, the machine should be able to protect itself um, and users will be educated not to really fall for um, this issue. Russia has allegedly arrested hackers from the rival gang and seized a lot of money in crypto from blockchain.com. Um, Russian authorities have arrested uh, members of this group. Um, According to a press release from Russia, intelligence agency um, known as FSB, the law enforcement um, agency official claimed that the agency has seized uh, 5.6 million in Russian rupees, including 90 thousand dollars in crypto from the blockchain.com wallet apparently and that's apparently what they are using um, six hundred thousand dollars in us and half a million um, euros the regulator also um, sees 20 premium cars um, it appears purchased with ill-gotten money as you can imagine um, so while the u.s has offered a reward um, to the tune of 10 million actually for information leading to the gang's members um, it seems that russian um, arrest will not result to extradition of these detainees um, to to the u.s and according to russian news outlet um, interfax um, russia will not extradite to the US, those members of the of the gang, because they have Russian citizenship and there's no treaty as such. Now, just remember who Rival is. Um, first, Rival stands for ransomware evil and is also known as Sodo Nakibi. And these are the gangs who um, last year um, attacked and devastated the colonial pipeline, um, had... Uh, um, 
ransom the JBS um, meat processing plants, um, one of the largest meat suppliers in the US, and ransomed them to the tune of 11 million ransomware. Um, apparently, back in July 13, 2021, Revil, this gang's website and other infrastructure they were using, vanished um, from the internet only to reappear um, two months later. Um, so with this arrest, the um, FSB has said this, quote, gang seized and the infrastructure has been neutralized, um, unquote. But we all know that they just regroup and reappear, even though people have been arrested and incarcerated. It doesn't mean all the infrastructure and all the affiliates um, are still out there. Um, there's scammers and other um, spammers and people who um, specialize in social engineering are still out there who are potentially there, um, part of the infrastructure. So what we need to remember is the infrastructure is not just the um, tangible assets such as servers and PCs and cloud infrastructure that they operate from, but also the um, connection with different groups. And these are well-organized gangs um, dotted all around the world and certainly are not concentrated in one region or one country. Um, so we will wait and see um, where this ends. But, you know, the prediction from my side, certainly, as you know, I don't like prediction, but certainly you can see where this is going. This is not the first time, you know, quote unquote, they vanished, um, whether by, you know, their own accord or in this case by um, by the um, FSB of Russia um, busting them. And this is two people, by the way, so... And I'm sure um, rival gangs are not just composed of two people in one country, um, Russia in this case. But certainly, um, things will develop, so we'll pay close attention and bring you more um, as we discover. And now, Apple Private Relay. If you have installed iOS 15, you might have noticed the change in your iCloud account. Apple has upgraded um, iCloud account into iCloud Plus. It adds numerous interesting new features to the current um, storage and cloud services, but the most intriguing maybe um, is what Apple calls the private relay. The private relay service from Apple is, quote, provides customers with privacy, security, and convenience, unquote. It's best thought as a restricted version of a VBN, um, Virtual Private Network, um, that protects users' Safari browsing activity from preying eyes. And the, the question is, is it compatible with existing corporate infrastructure such as the VPN systems, etc., and the general protection that typical corporate environment have, have put in place? Now, working from home, um, I'm saying that because during the pandemic, the working from home has skyrocketed and may have prompted a rise in VPN usage, um, which, according to some statistics, is well over two-thirds of businesses um, who have initiated to take advantage of the privacy of a VPN or generally just to allow a remote user to reach internal resources. Now, the implication is that more organizations 
than ever before are using VPN services that we know, and they will need to know whether they are compatible with iCloud, with iCloud um, private relay. The quick answer is that they are compatible from what we've read, um, and this is how Apple designed it to work so that it doesn't jeopardize existing uh, privacy um, infrastructure. Apple said, quote, private relay is designed to provide clear status information and control to the user and provide appropriate control to enterprises and network operators that might require the ability to audit all traffic on their network, end quote. So what is a private relay and how does it work? Um, Put it simply, iCloud private relay works by disassociating a user identity from the characteristics um, that you might glean um, when the user is using Safari and generally just serving the internet. Yes, that's right, Safari browser only at the moment. And when a user wants to go to a website, for example, the request is routed through two distinct internet relays run by two different businesses. One is Apple, and then there is another proxy um, somewhere along the line towards the site that the user wants to reach. For example, one, the um, proxy will handle the user's original IP address, but has no idea what the website that they are trying to reach. The other um, proxy provides the site um, using an allocated IP address that is unrelated to the user originating the traffic. And the trick is that user cannot be immediately linked to the website they visit. And no one in the chain, um, you know, between those two entities, two proxies, and the site that is trying to reach has no access to the information um, about the user. The technology is able to support, of course, location, personalized online experience without really disrupting regional content control, for instance. So if you want to stream, let's say, a service um, in your home country from abroad, say, because you are on travel, um, yep, you would need to utilize a VPN. So this is not really replacing a VPN, as I said. So you should also use caution while deciding on VPN provider, by the way. The new feature employs TLS 1.3, um, which is the defa- should be the de facto, I should say, encryption, to secure traffic between the user device and the proxies in between. I linked multiple sites for you to actually um, read more about it, which is Apollo's dedicated private relay page online and its recent papers as well, So, um, including a video presentation that I actually um, linked to it. Um, How does iCloud Private Relay work with current workplace VPN, you might ask? Well, it provides the following support for existing business security solutions. says, only connections established over public internet servers are protected by this feature. Users can utilize um, this feature to gain direct access to local or private servers such as your company's servers. And if it detects, the private relay that is, if it detects that the server being used does not have a public resolvable name, um, it tells the device to connect to the server through the local network. And the device never enables direct connections to name kept on DuckDuckGo's known trackers list as defense against spoofing effort. 
Um, for those of you who don't know, DuckDuckGo is a privacy-first browser. For those of us, of all of us sometimes, who do not want to be tracked, um, typically wants to use a browser that doesn't really glean any information of what you're doing, where you come from, and what you're reaching. And DuckDuckGo provides that for now. Um, Private Relay will not attempt to proxy traffic that it detects as being unique to the local network as well. So there's not sort of an overlap there. And and most managed network configuration used by businesses um, take precedence over um, private relay. So priority is given to to really the infrastructure of the uh, managed network. And if a device has a VPN installed, um, traffic going over that VPN will not use private relay either. Similarly, if instead of private relay, a proxy configuration such as a global proxy, which we all use within a corporate environment, will be utilized. And if your network prohibits the usage of proxy servers, for example, iCloud private relay will not operate. So a lot of sort of a um, um, fallback um, to really maintain the existing infrastructure without really making a mess of it. Um, so all of these mean that if you use a corporate VPN, um, iCloud private relay will ignore the internet um, transaction. And furthermore, if you utilize a local network or global proxy server, or if you, let's say you ban you know, the user of a proxy in your environment, no protection will be provided. So again, provide, you know, prioritizing the local infrastructure. And just to add one last exception, um, it applies to people who employ custom encrypted DNS settings. Um, so since the DNS service given will be used instead of the um, um, private relay in this instance. Um, the infrastructure of a corporate is not just made out of network. Um, what about the device-orientated uh, management, such as mobile device management or EMM, enterprise mobility management? Well, if your company runs a fleet of, of, let's say, the smartphones or tablets, you might use your MDM tools to enable or disable iCloud private relay, really. So that, that allows you some maneuver to take control of what is going on. Um, but as we know, um, MDM, mobile device management, doesn't mean full corporate-owned management because there is a shared um between the user and the enterprise. So the device belongs to the user, but the enterprise puts a layer of uh, protection on their part of their device, meaning the business side of the device, because it's dual personality, right? If you are owning the device, but you're accessing your own device to access resources of your corporate, then you need to agree that, you know, it can be tracked, it can be disabled, it can be wiped, it can be located, etc. Um, so therefore, um, your device should be um, managed and overwritten or security and management component-wise by the MDM. Um, so bear in mind, devices that are you know, supervised, as we say, are completely managed with no recourse by the user to do anything or, or override, um, that, that's easy. You can just disable it if you're not really interested on private relay. What about audit of network infrastructure? Well, some industries, uh, particularly those that are very sensitive or maybe regulated tightly, require organizations to track network traffic, and that's given. If your company wants to audit network traffic, you can restrict access, of course, given so far of what I've said, to private relay. 
And if the service is not available on your network, a user will see an error uh, message um, informing them that they must stop private relay um, for that network or use another network. Um, to see this in action, actually, have a look at the Apple developer session I provided the link for, and that's the, um, the presentation webinar. Um, and they have provided some, um, some examples of that. So convincing your staff to utilize your network rather than another might be the most difficult security problem you face, I think, as, as a result of this, uh, especially if the devices are owned by the user, as I said, and not by the corporate. What else um, that you might should be aware of? Well, given the number of workers who work remotely today, it's critical to understand what private um, relay does, really, doesn't protect. Um, while it performs, obviously, a good job on safeguarding roaming users' browser activity, um, when connecting to different servers using public um, Wi-Fi that may or may not be secured, it doesn't secure information transmitted over cellular networks. So that's something. It's also worth noting that only Safari sessions are protected as i said earlier so for example apps email and browser traffic are not other browser traffic are not protected you still need a vpn for those if you are or your company need to safeguard all of your internet traffic um, that's app services email and so on so the service is quite useful um, so as a result of ios platform um, increased use and popularity in, in the business world, um, Apple's devices have become a more significant security threat target. And, and I think this is what Apple um, has started to really up the ante. And the precedence to this was the not tracking improvement on, on iOS prior to this. And how to activate and deactivate Private Relay? I'm sure anyone can figure this out. Um, private Relay is available first to iCloud Plus members who are using iOS 15, iPad, OS 15, or Mac OS, Monterey, or later. Um, so you'll have to obviously buy the iCloud membership, and it's not available just by, uh, by having an iPhone. That's not the case. And to enable, um, you go to your settings or system preference on Mac, and then you go to your Apple ID iCloud section, and then you basically turn the feature on you can turn it off if it's on and that's how you basically enable it so it's a feature that is actually really just um, pushing the barrier further up and making sure apple's ecosystems are more secure and it's not i'm sure it's not the last that we're going to see apple improving security um, especially now that they came under increasing attack in terms of gangs basically really providing um zero day access to the latest ios um, i think you will see apple really just improving the security um, notch after notch um, i will keep an eye on it and um, give you further details i hope you've enjoyed that that's the end of this episode and um, i'll see you next time take care